0: Lots of stuff to talk about uh, today and probably for the next year. As always, your number is 416-216-5900 and Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Uh, we always start off with the week that was. How was it? Well, hi, John, and, and welcome to
1: all our listeners. Happy New Year to everyone. It's our first uh, show of 2015. Happy to be back here answering questions about employment law, workplace rights, and all related things. And as always, I like to start off by talking about the week. There was just a mm-hmm. couple of situations that I saw that I think would have a, a wider interest. People may be interested in, in some of the things that I've, uh, I've come across. The first situation I'll tell you about, John, uh, it's actually a fairly common situation. And one that I think we probably would want to spend more time talking about on a future show. But I spoke with a lady who was let go in early December. She had worked for the company for about 12 years, and like Mm -hmm. many people, she was offered completely inadequate severance. In her case, she was offered six months. So right off the bat, I told her that she would probably be owed about double that. But there was another issue. Uh, She routinely earned a bonus every year. And for her, it averaged about $15,000 a year. Nice. Now, the bonus usually was paid early in the new year, around February. Now, when the company let her go in December... It indicated that, well, she's not going to get her 2014 bonus. And why? Well, because the bonus would be paid in February and she wouldn't be there in February. Well, wait a second. That's wrong. An employer cannot do that. An employee is entitled to be paid for the bonus that they earned, even if they're being let go before the date the bonus is paid. Otherwise, here's what could happen. Uh, the employer would say, well, wait a second, we owe John $15,000 a bonus yes. that, which, that we're going to pay next week. So let's just let him go today to avoid paying that. And that would create that situation. And obviously that's not acceptable. So, so that's, not, that's not possible. That's not legal. The only way an employer can avoid paying a bonus in this situation is if the employee signed an employment agreement that explicitly says that you have to be actively employed on the date the bonus is paid in order to get the bonus. You actually would have had to sign something that says that explicitly. Mm -hmm. In the case of the lady that I'm uh, I'm talking about, she never signed anything like that. So not only am I going to help her to get her full severance, I'm also going to be working to get her the full bonus that she earned in 2014. Uh, So very important. A lot of people are going to find themselves in that situation where they're being let go and the employer says, well, you're not going to be there on the day we were going to pay the bonus because we're letting you go today. So you don't get the bonus. And in the majority of cases, unless you sign an agreement that says otherwise, you still get that bonus. Cool. So that's the first situation. The second one uh, also involved another lady whose matter I just resolved before Christmas. Uh, she was let go, and she called me to review her severance offer. I did, and I told her that the offer was significantly or fall, uh, fell significantly short of what it needed to be. I recommended uh, that we do what we do in most of these cases. I let me send a letter on your behalf okay. and negotiate proper severance. Well, this lady didn't want me to do that. She was concerned that getting a lawyer involved may send the wrong message and that it may hurt the relationship with her former employer. Common thinking. She wanted to negotiate on her own. So what did she do? She wrote a letter to the company and explained why she wants or she should be getting any more severance. The company responded and offered her one extra week's pay, uh, which was nothing. I mean, the difference between what they uh, should have paid and what they offered was significant. So uh, she came back and I said, well, okay, Obviously, didn't accomplish much. Let me now get involved. Yes. And she said, "No, no, I still don't want you to. I, 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 I would rather st- take another crack at it myself." So she responded back to the employer, and the employer came back and said, "Okay, fine. Here's another week's pay." Uh, so at that point, two weeks' pay, and again, the gap still is huge. So at that point, I talked to the lady and I said, "Well, what do you want to? Con- what do you want to do here? Do you want to play this game, or do you just want to be resolved, be done with this?" So at that point, she said, "Fine. You're right. Let." You just, uh, Lior, send the letter to the company, and let's try to get it resolved. And I did. And I sent the letter to the company. Three weeks later, we resolved it, and she got an extra $50,000. And again, that's not I'm not trying to say, well, that's because I'm so good and so wonderful. Of course I am. But that's not really why. And the, the reason why that happened is in order to be taken seriously, you need to have a lawyer working with you. You're not going to be taken seriously otherwise. If you don't have a lawyer working with you, the company is gonna assume that you don't really know how much you're actually owed, so they're gonna be reluctant to pay you everything they're required to pay. So that's why it's important to get a lawyer involved, and we'll talk about it more later, but you really don't need to be worried about burning bridges. If this is done properly, not only can it resolve on good terms, it can be resolved while you're still maintaining a really good relationship with your former employer.
0: Before we uh, take a, a quick break here in about a minute, I want to talk about it, and then eventually get someone uh, to call in and run through this. I want to talk about the severance pay calculator,
1: right? Okay. And and you know, John, the, the severance pay calculator is a tool that I use that that uh, has been used by over fifty thousand people over the past year or so. That allows you to calculate how much severance uh, you're owed. Uh, and what, I, what we, I think we should do, you know, when we come back from break, well, actually, let's plug in some real numbers and and, and kind of get some some results from it. But uh, you go to severancepaycalculator.com. If you lost your job, if you think you may lose your job, uh, if you lost your job a year ago and you want to know if you've been off, what you've been offered is appropriate, and it's you're going to input three pieces of information: how long you've worked, how old you are, the type of job, and it's going to tell you how much severance you're owed. Cool. And and it's a really really neat tool, and I promise you, if you do that right now, you're going to be surprised by the result. It's going to be higher, and it's not because there's a bug in the system. It's because most people
0: completely underestimate what they're owed. So let's do it. Give us a call. We'll, uh, you can remain anonymous. Just give us a false name if you want, but uh, let let's let's put you through it. I guarantee you'll be shocked. If this is you, give us your number or give us a call and we'll run you through the severance pay calculator and we'll see what uh, the big number we come out with because it'll shock you for sure. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming up on Talk Radio, AM 640, AM 900, CHML. 1 855 855 821 5900 and Lior at employmenthour.com. As always, my friend, we top priority are our phone callers. Got uh, Leanne in Burlington. Hello, Leanne.
2: Hello.
0: Right, you got a question for Lior?
2: I do. Okay. I've been employed. On a contract basis, it renews annually for the past six and a half years, and they've offered me a permanent contract, but the severance that they have written into the contract is eight weeks.
1: So in other words, it says that if at some point down the road they let you go, they're going to pay you eight weeks. That is correct. Okay. So let me say a few things. Number one, uh, a, a provision like that actually in most cases is not even going to be legal. And I'm, I'm not going to get to the technical, technical reasons for it, but it's actually very bad, poor drafting on their part. That said, uh, even even if we are to assume that that would be legal, that's awful. That's terrible. You should never agree to that. And, and let me give you some sense as to why. First of all. Uh, in the eyes of the law, now that you become, a, as, as you say, a full-time employee, you're still considered a having that previous six and a half years seniority. So on day one, you're an employee now with six and a half years seniority. If that prov- if that provision, the eight weeks, didn't exist and they let you go tomorrow, so a day after you signed, uh, you'd probably be looking at eight months of compensation, not eight weeks, eight months of severance. And you're going to be agreeing potentially to only eight weeks. And obviously, the longer you stay the bigger this gap is going to be. So I wouldn't accept something like that with eight weeks. Uh, it's, it's a problem. It's probably not enforceable in any event. Uh, I, I think that's something that needs to be negotiated. In most cases, it's not difficult to negotiate. Uh, but I, I would like to actually see the, the provision itself so I can give you a better sense as to whether it will be enforceable. So my best advice right now, Leanne, is give me a call off-air and I'll arrange, or you will arrange for you to either fax or email me the offer. Let me take a look at it, and I can give you more thoughts.
0: Leanne, that number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Let's get to uh, Lorraine. Hello, Lorraine. Hi there. Good. How are you? I'm okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, I've been working for this uh, for this company for six years since two thousand eight, and uh, my current job I've been there four years. I work uh, six hours a day, six days a week. Now, recently, they hired a new person to take up some extra hours that were added, and the boss has now told me that they want to take one of my shifts away and give it to this new person, so that we all have exactly the same uh, number of hours. Uh, I'm just wondering if I have to uh, have to accept this.
1: Okay, Lorraine. Thank you for your question. Uh, good, good question. So. What the employer is going to be doing effectively then is going to reduce your hours and and obviously your corresponding pay. And you know obviously reducing from 36 hours, I guess a week to, to thirty, that's a significant change and you know significant re- reduction in compensation. The employer does not have the right to do that. If you've been working these hours consistently, which means you may be in a position where you have to make a choice. The choice is this, either to accept this reduction. Or to treat your employment as being at an end, leave, and require the company to pay you severance. That's what we refer to as a constructive dismissal. Right. Now, the one thing I need you to, to, to do is not to do that, not to leave, not to resign before you and I have a chance to speak more off-air because it's not every change that results in a constructive dismissal, and I still need to be able to assess how much you'd be owed if you decide not to accept this, uh, this change. Okay. So let's talk off-air, but generally speaking, your option is either to accept Work less hours, or leave, get your full severance, and move on. But please give me a call off hours.
0: Okay. Okay, Lorraine, that number again for uh, for you to call is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. I want to take Max here. Maybe Max, we can put him through the uh, the calculator. Hello, Max. How are you? Fine, thank you. Good. You want to? Uh, do you have a question for Lior? Yes. Okay, let's do that first.
3: Uh, company has um, been sold. It, mm-hmm. uh, I, I drive to it locally. And it's been sold and uh, to another company who says they will hire the employees and take them on. Uh, but it's a three-hour round trip to uh, get to the new location, and they're not paying any compensation for that. What I'd like to do is um, uh, is uh, look for something local, but I want to be able to get uh, unemployment insurance while I do that as I've paid into it. Uh, and wondering, uh, what do I need from the company that to, to get that?
1: So if I understand you correctly, Max, you're saying that... Uh if you were to accept the job with the buyer, it would increase your commute commute significantly, maybe a few extra hours a day. Is uh, that f-
3: well, around th- th- three hours a day. Wow!
1: And how much would you be commuting before this change happened?
3: Oh, it, literally, uh, l- literally, it's within about uh, a mile.
1: Ah, wow! So it's it's huge. Uh, okay, so the 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 answer is this: the answer is that you do not have to accept a position that is such a departure from what you had before, uh, and because of the fact that. Uh, this condition now I have of commuting three hours a day is so onerous. You would actually be able to qualify for EI even if you decide not to accept this, what we call quitting for good reason. So you'd still be able to qualify for e- for EI once you have explained to EI that you know, what the terms have changed and now you'd have to commute for three hours instead of just you know a mile that you would have to do otherwise. This also means because you don't, you wouldn't have the obligation legally to accept this position. Uh, that you'd be owed severance. And how long have you worked with this company?
3: Um, just a short time, approximately a year.
1: A year? And what kind of job would you do?
3: Uh, graphic artist.
1: And, and approximately how old are you, Max?
3: Uh, 34.
1: Okay. so if So in that situation, Max, unless you signed a contract a year ago that limits the amount of severance, you'd be looking at two to three months of severance is what you'd be owed. Now... If it's possible that you signed a contract of employment when you started working that limits that. But generally speaking, if if uh, your main concern is about EI, I can tell you, you'd be able to qualify for EI if you decide to leave. And you would also be able to qualify for severance. And again, the best advice I can give you, give me a call off, off the show. Uh, let me take a look specifically about your, uh, your situation, so I can advise you in more
0: detail. Again, that uh, number, Max, is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Give us a call if, uh, even if you're not being let go, you're just curious about your current position, especially if you've been working for a, a very long length of time, give us a call at that number, and we'll put you through the Severance Pay Calculator and show you exactly what you'd be owed if you were let go tomorrow. It's a pretty cool exercise. Give us a call, and we'll do that. In the meantime, the, uh, the email is leora@employmenthour.com, at and we'll uh, continue right here on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com to give us a call, and uh, you want to give us a call with your questions about severance, possibly being laid off, wrongfully dismissed, or otherwise. Uh, Lior will answer your questions, and you want to give us a call and uh, run through this exercise of the severance pay calculator. We'll do one. Uh, we'll do one now, fictitiously. So here I am. I called through.
1: Yeah. So you called through. John. Yes, I've been let go, or you're you're going on severancepaycalculator.com. dot so, com. Uh, so let me put a scenario okay, here four, go yeah? for you. And the reason I'm going to pick this particular scenario is because there's this misconception out there that uh, short service means little or no severance. So I I, I always see that people uh, coming to me and saying, well, obviously I'm not going to get any severance because I didn't work uh, very long. So let's use this fictional scenario. So I'm going to go to severancepaycalculator.com and I'm going to then click on Calculate Severance. I'm going to say that I'm an employee. And I'm going to confirm that I'm not part of a union. And then mm-hmm. it asks me the length of employment. So I'm going to pick less than one year. Okay. Okay. Less than one year. So that could be two months, six months, 10 months, less than one year. The next question is going to ask me is my age. So I'm going to go kind of mid-level, somewhere between 41 to 50. Mid-level mm-hmm. age, you know, not, not, not young, not old, uh, mid-level age. And then the next question is the type of job. And I'm going to pick middle manager. It's okay. a middle manager position, so it's not you're not an executive, uh, just a middle manager position. Maybe someone and like not a plant manager, something, someone like that. Uh, there's a, m- a bunch of categories. I'm gonna c- hit continue, and then uh, it's gonna ask me to agree to get the results. And guess what? Here's the results I get on the severance pay calculator. It took about thirty seconds, yes. and it tells me three to four months of severance. Wow. Someone's going to look at this and say, well, obviously there's a bug in the system. If I work for the company for six months and this tells me I could get four months of severance, that's wrong. Well, no, guess what? It's not wrong. It's completely right. It's completely accurate. It does what it says it does. It calculates severance. That's what the answer is. So if you're in that situation, you're looking at two-week severance, and this tells you three to four months. You know now that you've gotten a fraction of what you wrote. Great tool. And then there's a button right there. And we can submit your results for a consultation if you want to. Uh, very, very simple,
0: very easy. So I encourage everyone to use it. It's not any more complicated than that. You want to give us a call? We'll do it live on the air for you. See what you. I did that for you when we first started. I was right. amazed. I was amazed what I was uh, looking for. Possibly. Yeah, and I knows. think you remember John. The, the the very first time we did this
1: on the show, someone called and said, "Oh, you, you said months. I, you meant weeks." So obviously, just wanted to correct that error. No. I said, "No, no, no. It's months. It's not weeks. It's months." There's
0: nothing wrong with the system. It works fine. Let's talk about the uh, the process of obtaining better severance. Now, we always talk about how it's important to understand how much severance uh, should be paid, but many people want to know if once they figured out how much is owing, is it difficult to actually get that money, right? Right. Because they may say, well, thank
1: you, Lior, for you know helping me understand how much severance I'm owed. You know, you told me, or I used a severance calculator. But if it's going to be very long, if it's going to be very expensive, if it's going to be very hard to get this, then what the heck is, is, is the point? And, and I agree with that. There would be no point then. So uh, the reality is, John, this is not a complicated process, not an expensive process, and in many cases, not even an adversarial process if done properly. It's simply a matter of once you've identified what your entitlements are, you need to be able to show your employer or to convince your employer that you know what those entitlements mm-hmm. are, and then if you, need to, if you need it to, you'll pursue those entitlements once you've done that, most employers are going to say, "Okay, you now know, John, that you're owed four months' severance and not two
0: weeks. So, our, the, you know, the jig is up, the bluff is done. We have to pay what we have to pay." Now, first, you know, employees lose their jobs. Severance, I'm thinking, probably after the shock, is not the first thing in their mind, right?
1: No, it, it rarely is, and most of the times when people call me because they lost their job, it's not to find out if they got proper severance. They call me because they're upset about the reasons for being let go. They, they call me because they feel, in many cases, rightfully so, that they were wronged, they did nothing wrong, they were good employees, and the employer came and let them go, or they maybe feel that there was other issues underlying it, uh, or you know they were mistreated, harassed in the workplace, and the last thing that they think about is, is severance. So uh, the reality is, though, in most cases, once you're let go, it, it does become an issue of severance. Mm-hmm. So an employer can let you go for most reasons, almost any reason, uh, as long as they pay proper severance there's not much that we can do about harassment for example once you're no longer there unless it's you know sexual harassment or a human rights issue but if you had a you know a jerk for a boss that completely mistreated you once you're no longer there there's not much we can do to go back in time and correct that the only thing we can do is make sure you get proper severance so one of the things that i do uh, you know every day several times a day is I help people focus on, on what can be done, which in most cases is to decide or assess what proper severance should be and pursue that.
0: So how common is it uh, you know, in your experience for individuals to go get legal advice when they're let go?
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I, I'm glad to say that since we've been doing the show, I think it's become more common because we've been spreading the word over the last couple of years that you really need to get legal advice. But still, historically and, and to this day, it has not been very common. Most people, when they're let go, they don't get legal advice. Uh, they don't even think about it. And no. there's, there could be a few reasons. Oftentimes, they simply don't know that they need to or that they should or, you know, that there's any reason. They assume that what they're looking at, their offer, the severance offer is fine, so they don't get legal advice. Or maybe they're intimidated by by, uh, by getting uh, a lawyer involved or having a lawyer look at it or they're intimidated by the process. Uh, in both cases, I, I'm here to tell you, don't need to be intimidated. Get your legal advice. At the very least, know what you're owed. And if you decide not to pursue it, that's fine. But at least know, find out, be aware of your rights. And I bet you a lot of people at that point look at that deadline going, I don't have time for a lawyer. i got to have this back Friday at 5. <laughs> exactly. Another right? reason. Exactly. Decide, I got this. I have this deadline. I don't have time to look for a lawyer, find a lawyer, and what that lawyer is going to do by Friday. So, you know, what do I say then? John, you've heard me say this before on the show. That Friday at 5 deadline or whatever the date is, is irrelevant. It's meaningless. Your legal rights do not expire Friday at 5. In fact, you have two years to pursue those legal Hmm. rights of yours. So that deadline is an artificial deadline. It means nothing. You don't lose anything. So you get some legal advice, even if it means getting it Monday at 5 and forgetting about (laughs) that Friday at
0: 5 deadline Get legal advice. Don't worry about that deadline. Well, I know you got questions. Throw them at us or Lior at employmenthour.com. And anytime, 1 855 821 5900. Lots more of The Employment Hour coming up. Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. Lior, L I O R, at employmenthour.com. Got uh, Rob. Hello, Rob. How are you doing? Good, pal. What's up?
4: Uh, okay, I worked at a company for 12 years. Yep. Uh, they let me go in June. They paid me my wages until. September, and then they give me a severance from September to uh, the end of March.
1: And uh, did you sign off on that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, so, you know, but they're, obviously without... That...
4: They're still paying my medical and my dental.
1: Right. And, well, let, let's get some more information. What kind of a job? What were you doing at the company? Uh, driver. You were a driver? And how old are you, Rob? 61. 61. 61? 61? 61? Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, obviously, I haven't seen what you signed, but in most cases, you would have signed a, a standard termination letter and release, which means you're now prevented from doing anything. Uh, that's unfortunate, because in your situation, you got the equivalent of about six months severance. Uh, I would have easily assessed you a double that, okay? Uh, 12, Twelve months easily, maybe slightly more because of, because of the age. Right. So because of that, no, I, this was not a good offer, not a good offer at all. But it's very, very, very likely that you can't do anything about it now. Now, if you want to be sure, and I think you should want to be sure, I'd, I'll, I'll ask you to send me a copy of what uh, what you signed, just so I can take a look at it and tell you for sure. But it's very likely that now you're you're not able to pursue this or not able to do anything because of what you've signed. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Rob, you want to uh, again send Leor a copy of that uh, email? It would work. Leor L I O R at hour dot com, and of course you can call one eight five five eight two one. Fifty nine hundred. This is why it is so important to uh, seek legal advice, right? Before it's, you sign that, off, take your time.
1: A key, a, a key thing. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I, I would be, wouldn't be surprised if you know Rob had a deadline and he feel he felt he didn't have a choice. Most people feel that way in that situation, and accepted an offer that that's not good. And and how would he know that it's not good? Obviously, so you know, one of the things we try to do here is inform people, uh, tell people about the severance pay calculator that you know Rob or anyone else could use. Uh, and that would have told him exactly what he's owed. Uh, and get that legal advice. Find out what you're owed before you sign. Once you sign, usually it's too late.
0: We're talking about uh, obtaining proper severance. And uh, let's take it to the extreme. Does an employer have to sue their employee? Or employer yeah. employee have to sue the employer to get the severance?
1: Yeah, and, and the, the, the short answer to that, and, and probably the long answer to that, is no, you don't. In the vast majority of cases absolutely don't need to take legal action. And that's what people don't understand. Well, I don't want to, want to get involved in the big legal battle. You don't need to. Most cases you don't. This is not rocket science. Let's be very clear. If the law says you should have 12 months, in most cases, severance or whatever it is, in most cases, you're going to be able to get that very quickly. So, no, in most cases, you do not have to take legal action. you do not have to start a lawsuit. You can resolve it very quickly, just like the examples I gave at the top of the uh, of the of the hour where we resolve it with a letter. So I sent simply a very nice letter saying i 've been retained by bob i 've reviewed the offer here 's why the offer is not good enough here 's what we think is appropriate. And we negotiate and resolve it quickly in a couple of weeks with nothing more complicated than a letter or two. So, no, uh, if you're thinking there's gonna be lawsuits and, and court, and, and that's the exception, and that's only if in situations that are extreme, where there's complicating factors, and that wouldn't apply to most of our
0: listeners. Because lawsuits cost the company money. They don't want to do that, right?
1: Just yeah. get you off the
0: books, right? And, and,
1: and there's no point. I mean, yeah. there'd be a lawsuit maybe if there's something controversial. But if, if you know, the law is what the law is, I don't decide what the law is. You know, if, if I'm telling you it's 12 months that you're owed, the company's lawyer is going to tell the company the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Still try to negotiate a deal, but ultimately yeah. it's not very difficult.
0: What is the likelihood of success in most cases? It's extremely, extremely high.
1: In, in virtually every single case, unless something changes or unless I find out something I didn't know, uh, you know when I first spoke with a cli- with, with the client, the matters get resolved quickly on very good terms in almost every case. I can't think of a case off the top of my head where I can tell you it didn't work out. And again, it's not because I'm good or it's not because it's me. It's simply because these things are straightforward as long as you know what you're doing. So it's extremely high likelihood of success. It's not risky. I'm not a big risk taker, John. Mm-hmm. I don't like to take risks. I don't like my clients to take risks. So I'm never going to put someone down a path
0: that's going to be inherently risky. Well, you've let me make you dinner a couple times. That's Yeah, that, that, that is as risky as I get, John. Okay, <laughs> that, yeah. that was borderline. Sherry in Toronto. Hello, Sherry. How are you?
2: Oh, hi. How are you? I'm
0: great. You got a question for uh, Lira? Well,
2: yeah. Um, okay. So um, uh, my son... Was working for a family business but uh, was not a shareholder or anything like that for eight years and it got to the point where he uh, could no longer work there Uh, he didn't have benefits he he did get a a wage but he did not pay into EI because he was informed by you know uh, his father that uh, he would not be eligible for EI because it's a family business and so now um, I'm trying to help him because he's uh, virtually uh, unemployed, and uh, had to quit. So we're just hoping that maybe there's something that can be done uh, with the EI
1: part of it. So I take it, uh, Sherry, that he was let go.
2: No, it's a fa- he was working for a family business, and so uh,
1: why would he get why would he get EI though if he's not if if he wasn't let go? I'm not trying sure to understand the question.
2: Um, it was it, it was. Um, it, it was uh, Unstable, unsafe, Um, there were uh, personal issues because he was working for his father.
1: So he he resigned for for good reasons, let's say. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the the problem with the EI is this. If you haven't paid into EI, in most cases, you're not going to be able to get EI. You know, it's, it's an insurance system, if you will. You know, if you're not paying for the coverage, you don't have the coverage. That said, that said, uh, he may actually be entitled to severance. He may be able to go after the company. I know if he wants to do it or not, I don't know, given the fact that there's a family connection. Mm -hmm. But he probably was considered in the eyes of the law to be an employee. Uh, And if he could show that he resigned for good reason, in other words, that it was not reasonable for him to continue working, he easily could get a few months' compensation, potentially as much as eight or ten months of compensation, depending on a number of factors, and that could be worth a heck of a lot more than EI. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think the angle is here. You may not be able to succeed on the EI front, but you may be able to succeed on the severance front. So my advice is to, to call me or have him call me off air. Let me find out some more information, especially as to why he actually quit. And on that basis, I can advise as to whether he can pursue his severance.
0: Sherry, one 821 5900 821 I'll take uh, one more before before we go to a break. Uh, Pacha, hello, Pacha, how are you? Very well, how are you? Okay, you got a question for Lior, go ahead.
3: Yeah, well, basically, um,
5: last year I was laid off uh, from IBM. And they gave me a severance package, that was only like one month. I was uh, a contractor for, I was there for four years total, but after two years, I took a permanent position, and then after two years, was laid off. And they had only given me one month, uh, a one-month package.
1: And what was your job, uh, Patrick? What were you doing?
5: I, w- I was uh, when a, a network administrator.
1: Okay, and, and how old are you?
5: I'm uh, 42.
1: Okay, so there's two possibilities here. Either in the eyes of the law, you were an employee for four years, or just for two years. Now, if it's four years, you'd probably be easily looking at six months uh, severance. Uh, if it's two years, probably four months of severance. Okay, the only exception to that would be if you, when at some point during the course of your employment, if you signed an employment agreement that limits the amount of severance you would get in the future. If you did not, then yes, you'd be owed a lot more than that. That said, that said, if you only got paid four weeks, but you were there really four years, it's possible that whatever you signed does not, in this case, limit you, uh, if, or your acceptance doesn't limit you because of the fact that you didn't get more than your minimum entitlements. So my advice is give me a call, here. I actually want to find out more about the relationship that you had with the company in the first two years where you were a contractor so I can assess if you were an employee. Because if I can conclude that you were an employee in the eyes of the law for four years, it may not be too late to get you your full entitlements, which could easily be six months' compensation. That's just based on the minimum if he got the minimums so the week before. Right, oh. right, which means that anything he accepts, that doesn't limit him because you oh, have wow. to pay that anyway. His full entitlements are a lot more. So I want to see any employment agreement that you've signed, and I want to find out about your first two years with IBM uh, in this case. So give me a call off air.
0: Uh, let's talk about it. Let me find out some more information. That's gotcha, one That goes for that number in your pocket. Keep it. Call or for sure. Uh, we'll take a short break. More, uh, more phone calls, rather, coming up. We continue with the Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. We've got David. Hi, David. How are you?
4: Hello. How are you doing? Good, pal. What's up? Okay. Well, here's, I'm going to give a quick, quick synopsis. Cause it's a fun story. Um, I was, I'm from California and I was working at a dealership for eight years there. And I was waiting for my permanent residence cause I married a gorgeous Canadian. So I was planning to join her here. Um, February I had took a two-way vacation this February of 2014. Um, while I landed here, my wife wanted to see the website and her dad to see where I worked. I brought it up. They had probably while I was in the air, taken my picture off of the website to which I made appointments. Um, I called him, asked him what's up. He said, not a problem. We'll fix it. I get back literally, uh, again, the vacation was in February, March 25th. He said, David, it's your last day. And I got a paper saying layoff due to reduction in force. And he had hired his, the face he put on there was a guy he hired basically a week before I went on vacation. So if they were laying somebody off, why wouldn't they lay off the person that had been there a week instead of the guy that's been there for eight years. And, um, yeah, uh, no severance was offered the whole nine yards, and uh, yeah, it was a bad situation.
1: And so, David, you were working in, in California. Yeah, and it's an American company. Yes, and you're uh, obviously a, a U.S. resident. And you were uh, were you planning on working for this company in Canada?
4: No, no, no. It's, okay. uh, it was an independent dealership. Um, okay. So as, oh. because
1: of that, your, your entitlements and any entitlements that you have are governed by the laws of California. They, they really have nothing to do with Ontario laws. Now, in California, they may or may not have employment at will. They may or may not be able to lay you off in any situation without compensation. I, I, I can't say. What I can tell you is that the laws, if it was in Ontario, it would be a whole different situation. You'd be able to significant compensation, and everything you've described would be illegal. In California, I really can't say it, it could be legal. It's possible. Very different laws in the U.S., more uh, more restrictive, more favoring the employer.
0: So can't say more than that, David. Wow. How about that? You go, look, at here's where I work. Wait, my picture's not on the website. Yeah, no, that, that's, that, that's pretty, like something out of a, 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 a comedy movie. Yeah, you know? yeah, pretty low, pretty no, low. No wonder he said it was a funny story. Joe, how are you, Joe? Hello. All right, go ahead.
5: Um, yeah, this is uh, around severance. Uh, I'm a little nervous, but bear with me. Um, I've been working for a land surveyor, Ontario land surveyor, for, uh, approximately six years. My first year relationship was as a, just a hire on a subcontractor, if you will. And after that year, it went to working for him, and I got a, a, you know, a bi-weekly paycheck, and, um, and, now, this last year, uh, I moved on to being a, like a subcontractor again, and the only papers we ever signed was an um, agreement that, uh, you know, I will lease the instrument and equipment, and but nothing ever uh, spoken about severance or anything else for that matter. So really nothing signed off as termination. So I'm trying to, I'm getting lost in all of this, uh, so I just want to, Keep up, and be more wise around the issue. So I need a little help with that. What what is still mine or, or not mine?
1: Yep. So Joe, are you still working then?
5: Yes, I'm still working for the same employer, okay. and, and most of my work has been around him once or twice. I do have another client, but that's far between. It's mostly this one.
1: Mostly uh, this one company.
5: One company that throughout the six years has been with him uh, mm-hmm. all the time. Okay.
1: Now, uh, the question really is is whether in the eyes of the law, you are currently considered an employee or an independent contractor. Now, I know right. that you're, you're treated and you, you treat yourself and by the company as, as an independent contractor, but that right. doesn't mean that you are that in the eyes of the law. The law doesn't really care about what you call yourself or what someone calls you. The, the law looks at the reality on the ground. So uh, in your case, again, I don't I don't know yet, uh, you know, if you meet the the test of uh, of an employee or not. But ultimately, it's quite possible that you will have been an employee for the entire duration of your relationship with that company, which means that if and when the the relationship comes to an end, whether it's tomorrow, next year, or ten years from now, to the extent that the company ends the relationship, you'd be owed severance at that point. You don't actually want to have anything signed as relates to severance. You don't want to have an agreement because an agreement like that can only limit your future entitlements. It's never going to be better than what you have in the absence of an agreement. So at the end of the day, really when you're let go, if that ever happens, uh, hopefully it doesn't, but if, if that does happen... We'll have to sit down and assess. Okay, are you really an employee, or even something similar—an to employee, what we call a dependent contractor? Because if you are, you'd be—you're gonna get severance, and that severance could be significant. It could be, uh, yeah, uh, quite a bit. You know, months' pay, maybe even a year or two years' pay, depending on on a number of uh, factors. So at this point, I think all you can do is continue doing what you're doing, uh, and uh, understand that you shouldn't be signing anything. Uh, now or in the future that may limit your future entitlements. If you are required to sign something, give me a call. Let me take a look at it so I can advise you whether it's a problem or not. Uh, but really, this only becomes
0: an issue if and when the relationship ends. We'll take a short break. Phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. man. It's always that case with people in their employment contract. Less is more. Less, Less is more, yeah. Always. Or, or, and, and none is even better. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. More of your phone calls coming up right here. On the Employment Hour and Talk Radio, AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. Get into our uh, last few moments here. We'll uh, bounce over to the phones like we always uh, like to do. Hi, Steve. How are you? Gentlemen. Hi. Hi.
6: Um, I'm calling on behalf of a a friend of uh, my wife's, actually, Mm -hmm. who was uh, given her termination papers last week, and she'd been working uh, for 26 years for this uh, very successful orthodontic practice. Okay she's lost. She just, you know, she's just the nicest person in the world and has no idea of uh, how to, you know, uh, attack this problem. So she was offered eight weeks and that was it. And if she didn't take the eight weeks, that what she, what they would do is give her a very menial job within the practice, far below what she'd done for 26 years. So we're on the website. We checked out uh, just the, uh, the severance pay calculator. And what did it tell you? Uh, somewhere between 56 and 75, if I remember the numbers correctly. Oh, uh, a, th-
1: a thousand or weeks or yeah, what are you talking thousands. about? thousand. A yeah.
6: yeah. 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 I put down, I just answered the question. Sure, said, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, she was clerical and she'd been there for 26 years and, uh, you know, spotless, uh, you know, um, yep. you know um, professionalism towards her towards her job. And this is just, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure they can get somebody in to do this job for probably half the, the money that they're paying her now. Sure. So.
0: Not your concern. What uh, what was uh, her reaction? Well, she was devastated. She she
6: called my wife and, you know, she's broken up and uh, she just, you know, the problem is she just doesn't know what to do.
1: And so, 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 you I, know, I, I, I make a call. Yeah, no, I, and I'm really, really glad you did, Stephen. Now, for, let, let me start, you know, with the bad news. And the bad news is that, you know, from a legal standpoint, the, the employer is allowed to to do what it's done. The employer is allowed to let her go, even though she did nothing wrong, even though she has a spotless record, uh, and even though, really, it's unfair and a shock to her. From a legal standpoint, not a moral or an ethical standpoint, strictly from a legal standpoint, the employer is allowed to let her go. But, mm-hmm. and, and here's the the good news, I guess... The employer is required to pay her full severance, and and as you found out by by using the severance calculator, eight weeks is not even close. It's not even in, in the it's same league. It, no. you, you don't even see the uh, the field from 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 there. She sure. would be owed anywhere from eighteen to twenty four months of compensation. Okay, and what that does, uh, it once that has to be paid and it has to be paid. It's not an option. It gives her that time to, you know, get herself st- uh, you know, uh, caught up, get herself uh, in order so that she can take time to find another job, because it's not going to be overnight. She's not just going to be able to wake up tomorrow, walk somewhere, and find another job. These things take time, especially well, when you work somewhere for so long.
6: Well, yeah, when you get into your 50s, right. uh, you know, the, the labor market is less, um, you know, uh, receptive towards, Absolutely. you know, I, I see it all the time uh, with, you know, people approaching me for work. And... At it, it, it that point, you know you're just you're too expensive when you can get somebody half the age for half the price.
1: Not to mention that you know it takes a while to kind of get your head in, uh, on straight because it's such a shock to the system that you know you've worked somewhere for most of your life and now all of a sudden uh, you're not working there anymore. So, what, go ahead.
6: What, what is what what is the legal uh, precedence uh, in, in your world that uh, demands that they pay that uh, that uh, eighteen to twenty four months?
1: So. Uh, the, the laws that govern this are, are, are under what we call the common law, which is the laws that our courts have established you know for the past few hundred three uh, hundred years going back to britain uh, and and when we are when, when the courts were there and ultimately uh, based on on precedent, which looks at three main factors: age, position, and length of employment. Uh, we always get a range. And the range for her in this situation is 18 to 24 months. Now, that's not controversial. That's not my opinion. My opinion is irrelevant, okay? It's what Mm -hmm. the law is. And and you can talk to me, you can talk to any employment lawyer, you can talk to the company's lawyer. They're going to say the exact same thing. It simply is what it is. Now, what I'm not surprised is the fact that she was offered inadequate severance. Most people, unfortunately, are. That's why we do this show, to, to inform sure. people. So the good news is she can get a lot more severance, and it's not going to be difficult. I promise you it's not. I would okay. very much like to speak to her. It will be, yep. be my pleasure to help her, and I promise you and I promise her that this is not going to be complicated. This can resolve very, very quickly uh, and, and on good terms
0: to allow her to do what you need to do to move on. Steve, great call, and uh, I would like to get her reaction when she heard the eight weeks and then heard the, the difference come out the back end of the severance pay calculator. Let's try to get uh, one more in here before we uh, rock and roll for another weekend. Got uh, Bill. Hello, Bill. What's your story? Hi, Bill. I'm actually, I'm calling for my daughter. She works for or did work for one of these laser
6: clinics downtown. Okay. And I guess just before Christmas... I guess there was a piece of equipment, there's a glass end on it, it fell and it broke. She was in the position in January here. She was supposed to become manager of the clinic and what ended up happening is he fired her just before Christmas. But he also said that if she was willing to pay the $5,000 for the replacement of that piece of equipment, he wouldn't terminate her. And she said, I don't
1: have it and I'm not going to replace it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what your insurance is for. And basically she got fired, and did they pay her any severance?
6: Well, I have no idea she's she's telling me she's doing it online with the Ministry of labor
1: oh god no way.
6: so so, has-
1: so she first of all, the first thing she needs to do immediately is is call me because uh, filing a complaint with the Ministry of Labor is the worst thing. the last thing she can do because the the best she could do then is get a week's pay for every year of service uh to a maximum of eight weeks and and she could be owed significantly, five, ten times that. Now, if she caused the damage, if it was her negligence and she destroyed a machine, well, it's possible that the company may have cause to let her go, uh, and, and they may not have to pay severance. But unless she ne- completely, negligently, irresponsibly uh, uh, you know, destroyed the machine— Uh, even if it was an honest mistake, that's okay, then she's owed severance, okay? And then she needs to call me. She needs to speak to me as soon as possible. Hopefully she didn't file a complaint more than two weeks ago because that could be a problem. Uh, I'd like to talk to her as soon as possible, hopefully even tomorrow morning, Monday morning. Uh, and I'll do everything I can to help her and find out some more information and, and make sure that she gets everything that she's owed.
0: Bill, before we go that number, please have her call ASAP. I'm talking like tomorrow. one 855 821 Another great show. Good couple calls at the end to take it Absolutely. home, brother. Absolutely. We'll uh, take it from here until next weekend. You want to give Lior a call. In the meantime, one eight five five-eight two one fifty nine hundred and Lior L I O R at employmenthour.com to drop them an email. This has been the Employment Hour. On Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML.